0: Today's episode of the BS podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and favorite app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. Go to SeatGeek.com slash BS to start using SeatGeek. That includes Boston transplants looking for tickets for the Celtics West coast trip later this month. Hopefully Al Horford will be on the team by then. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Don't forget to download the free SeatGeek app, enter promo code BS. SeatGeek sends you 20 bucks upon your first purchase Today's podcast is also brought to you by MeUndies.com, home of the world's most comfortable underwear that's two times softer than cotton. I've been wearing their underwear and their boxers. House, I threw my old underwear out. It's out. It's gone.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. How old was it?
0: Uh, Old. Moldy. Uh, Ah. MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition original prints. Save up to $8 per pair with a subscription shipping free U.S. or Canada. Go to MeUndies.com slash BS for 20% off your first order, and we are off.
2: Yeah.
1: Clear for you. Well, it's
0: not Friday. Um, it's Monday. We're Monday rolling house.
1: Yeah, we're rolling. We could roll any day of the week.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Friday rolling sounds the best, but Monday rolling doesn't sound bad. Um, how are you?
1: I am... Fighting off depression is, is how I am. I'm, I'm happy. I loved All-Star Weekend. It really was the the um, shot of, of uh, lightning I needed to ward off. It's snowing right now in Washington, D.C. It's cold. It was the, the, the coldest it's been here in a full year. The snow is coming down. They forecasted three inches. It's going to be seven or eight.
0: Oh, God. You know D.C. is going to shut down.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a shut. We're in shutdown mode.
0: So, um, I, I I missed All Star in Toronto. I missed it last year too. This Saturday, I'd gone to everyone from '04 through 2014, and finally just gave up. I just just thought it it was so boring in person. Everything had been done. Nothing was exciting about it. And then last year there was a little rejuvenation with Zach Levine, Curry. Now this year, an all timer.
1: It wow. really was.
0: Wow. I, I just want to say one thing, though. Everyone needs to settle down when saying it's the greatest Saturday ever because 1988 had Larry Bird winning the three-peat in the three-point contest against Dale Ellis and Jordan against Dominique, which was the greatest moment in the history of the dunk. And the difference is Michael Jordan, the best player ever, and Dominique, the best dunker of the 80s other than Jordan— Versus Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. I mean, ne- neither of those guys are going to go down as all timers. You, you yeah, got to put I, it in a context, you know.
1: We're we're in an all time recency bias mode. Like a- a- any time anything great happens, it's immediately in the conversation of is it the greatest? Is it right. top five? That's just how that's how we live now. But it was it was spectacular because it was so unexpected that those two dudes made their dunks on the first try.
0: I know. I know. Well, We've I... just
1: we, we become so numb to, you know, guys trying technical, difficult things and not being able to pull it off. And those two, it was like, what? oh, More? oh, mm. you know, it just got, <laughs> it just went up. It just went up and up and up. And I, and, over the weekend, I watched the dunk contest probably another dozen times uh, through the clips and so forth. I mean, I was watching it this morning, getting hyped. Yeah, the the, the, the Gordon dunks were extraordinary to me.
0: Yeah, and I do feel like he was in the nineteen eighty eight Dominique position where he lost the battle but he won the war. You know.
1: Yeah, I I, I think by far the the best dunk of the night was the one where he um, sat on the ma- mascot's head n- nearly. And, yeah. and pulled the the ball, but you know, from underneath his seat and dunked.
0: The one where his he put his knees up and kind of put his butt on top of the guy's head, but his legs were on the left side of the mascot's head. And I've never seen anybody get higher than that on a dunk. That that and was he, all time.
1: He passed the ball from one one hand to the other underneath his butt and dunked it.
0: Yeah, I think that was it, the greatest dunk in the history of the contest. I really do. Was,
1: it was well I don't know the, some of that the, those, some of those VC dunks the VC dunk where he put his forearm inside the basket Man. will always go down
0: the the, the <laughs> thing about the Gordon dunk was he, if he miscalculated by like four inches like his butt hits the mascot in the head and he goes flying and he's probably like in a hospital right now that, I, I, how did he practice
1: it without getting I injured? Know.
0: I don't know right that that's the thing is like even that first mascot dunk that he did where he jumped over the guy. And it was just like, wow. At some point, somebody's going to get seriously injured doing one of these. But I, I don't know. It's almost like he figured out to push off the guy a little bit like the uh, the famous Kevin Johnson dunk. Yeah. Where like you go up against the guy and you can actually push off their body to go higher, which seems like what he did on that first dunk. The second one, I have no idea how he got that high. His-
1: all, all three of the mascot dunks, we're three again. Recency bias alert. Three right. of the great ten great dunks of of like the last ten years, I would say.
0: Yeah, so
1: the level of of um, execution, the level of diff- the degree of difficulty. Those were off the chart degree of difficulty dunks, and he did them on the first try.
0: The problem was he wasn't prepared to go extras, whereas okay. Levine was just ready to roll. So. I was looking up the, uh, I think the high jump record is eight feet. Yeah. Wasn't Aaron Gordon eight feet in the air? Couldn't he just just take the high jump record right now?
1: It seems like there should be a, you know, that's a good sports science analysis there, right?
0: Yeah, that would be a good one, actually. It was awesome. Curry Curry versus Clay was fun, too. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Carl Towns winning the... uh, Winning the stupid skills challenge, even though he's like six foot eleven. I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, it was not a bad idea.
0: Good night. And they got rid of the terrible uh the shooting stars, which was another yeah. reason why it was a good night, because all that did was drag everything out by another twenty minutes. And I thought it was smart to get Kevin Hart and the announcing team.
1: It's Very smart. Yeah. Right. The whole thing is entertainment. Let 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 him be
0: in there. Kudos. Kudos to the NBA. I don't know what this means for Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon going forward. I, Gordon's had some moments. I've watched Orlando, especially against the Celtics. He had two games this year where his all of a sudden his defense and his athletic ability kind of dismantled the Celts a little. Like he he swung the game a couple times. Uh, Zach Levine, I don't know what position he is.
1: Yeah, but you who, who cares? He's been extraordinary this season. I made an observation sometime in the last month that you were you didn't express much enthusiasm for, I really feel like the three guys that Minnesota has. Yeah. I mean, they, that's, that's a that's a really solid three. I watched him drop 35. I don't remember who uh, in the last two, three weeks. He, he was unstoppable because he is so fast and gets up in the air so quick and is not afraid to go right to the rim. And he's got a credible face-to-basket 18 to 20-footer. Credible. Not incredible, but credible. Eh. That's what you said three weeks ago.
0: Eh. Is he a good stats, bad team guy?
1: Not with that athleticism. I I think we need to suspend all judgment on Minnesota this season because of the Sam Sam Mitchell factor.
0: Great point. Uh, You you won me over. Last 10 games, he's shooting 51%. 30 minutes a game, 16 points a game. That's good. Yeah, my question is, like, what the hell, Ricky Rubio? Did did we put enough athletes on your team? Is he? Is do we just give up on Ricky? It's just he's that bad of a shooter. There's nothing we can do anymore, or is it just never had a good coach? He's only twenty
1: five. That's that's a, you just beat me to the point. He's still young enough that it's okay to say let's see what the stable situation. is. For that team looks like they get another lot lottery pick this this coming. That's true. Uh, off season.
0: By the way, they, if they got Ben Simmons, lights out. Oh wow! But is is Wiggins, Towns, and Zach Levine? Is that enough athletic ability for you, Ricky, to run the floor and do stuff with? I, I don't know. Um, I hope. I would like to see if I was running one of these uh, like Gatorade or one of these soft drink companies or or Red Bull or whatever I would definitely do a Gordon Levine dunk dunk related ad I'm going to give this idea for free a dunk related ad where they're just trying to top each other a little bit like uh, Jordan and oh the McDonald's the McDonald's commercial I think there's a way to translate that because that was the really fun part of the Saturday I didn't even know it was going to go into a double extra dunk I thought they were just going to be co-winners it just kind of kept going did you know I it was going to keep going?
1: I loved No, I had no idea. They, they changed the rules every year a little bit. I, I was so happy that it kept going. And honestly, I felt like um, uh, Gordon got cheated because he, he did. was so fast. He cocked the ball behind his head before he went down between his legs. The only way you could really um, appreciate it was on replay yeah. and in the, in the moment. And I don't begrudge <laughs> the judges for it. It looked you know, um, like a great dunk, but not a 50. Yeah. But I, I was so thrilled to to have them keep going. I had no idea that that was the way they were going to resolve it.
0: We also had hall of fame dunk reactions. Oh. On the, there was one where I, I was showing it to my, uh, my daughter. And there was one where the entire bench like collapsed. The, the, like Drummond just fell over. Like he'd been shot. He just went on the ground. <laughs>
1: I enjoyed Wiggins being featured prominently. He was Wiggins great. Wiggins had some spectacular facial expressions.
0: He was great. He had a he had a great hairdo, coat combo.
1: Yeah, he really did. He really he came he, he brought the whole look. He was he was ready to to fall out of his seat on some dunks. It
0: it, it was definitely. I I think this has happened a couple times with All Star weekends, right? Where where there's but you see a generational shift. And you see three distinct generations that are happening at the same time. We've seen this a couple times. But I was thinking about last night. First of all, I mean, the game, no defense whatsoever. It was a travesty. But at the same time, to see Curry and Durant and Westbrook all on the same team in their absolute primes, I thought was pretty riveting. I I, I watched more of it than I thought I was going to watch. And then you had Draymond, you had Kawhi, you had Clay. That was about as loaded of a of an all-star team just from a scoring standpoint as I can remember. Like, everybody I, complimented each other, you know?
1: I really enjoyed the 12 minutes that Boogie got. I thought Boogie was awesome.
0: Did you see how hard Boogie played? He, was he, was, when he got a rebound. He was sprinting down the floor to get that alley-oop back. I was like, wow, if, he, if you played this hard in the regular season, you'd be the most unstoppable big man in 10 years.
1: Wait a minute. He's, he's throwing up a 27-11. You want more?
0: Well, I've never seen him run like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Maybe he, he just, took that
1: long three and made it. I was like, "Whoa, boogie time!"
0: They had a real chance at 200. Chris Paul kind of killed them in the third quarter for a couple minutes, and then near the yeah. end, Russell Westbrook just started shooting 40 footers, going for the MVP. I right. would have given Paul George the MVP.
1: He was right there to break Wilt's record, and and you know, uh, to their credit, they didn't um, pump him up to to go do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, they didn't mad. tell him.
0: Yeah. But it, If he didn't play like he did in that game, I think the West could have won by, like, 50 points.
1: Oh, my gosh. Because LeBron
0: LeBron put a full stamp on it. But I was saying about the generations. You had this distinct generation. that, Like, Curry's generation is now in its prime, right? It's Curry, Westbrook, Durant, Harden, Clay, all these guys. That's, like, a distinct generation now. But then you have kind of the LeBron-Wade generation, the Bosh, all those, Carmelo— kind of post-prime, still good, still really good, but feels like... I mean, it's
1: tough to call LeBron post-prime. Well, you know what I mean. Well, he's
0: post-APEX. But he
1: does belong more to that generation than, than the Steph generation.
0: Right, and Kobe was like the last vestige of he was actually the generation before them that belonged to Garnett, Duncan, and all those guys. Right. But... He, you know, the slight ties to them because he played in the Olympics in 08. He, you know, he battled those guys. I think Dwight's in that LeBron generation. Um, but anyway, now you have this younger generation that you see like Wiggins, and Towns, and Drummond. Paul, actually, Paul George is in the uh, in the Curry Westbrook degree. Oh, yeah. I think he's, he's in there.
1: He's a contemporary
0: of that. Uh, but like Jimmy Butler and like, there's this whole younger generation forming now. I don't know if Zach Levine's gonna be good enough to crack that generation, but you you're seeing the last three drafts. Davis I don't know I don't know if Davis I guess he's probably in the curry generation. Did you see his box score last night?
1: No. What did he end up with?
0: He was twelve for thirteen for like twenty four or twenty six points in fourteen minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah. he didn't miss, but a lot of those were dunks.
0: It was it was about as loaded of a of an all star team as I can remember. I went back and looked at I was looking at like eighty four and eighty seven and ninety three because we've had some good ones. Like ninety three had Bark the West team had Barkley in his prime. It had Hakeem, David Robinson, Carl Malone, John yeah, Stockton, man, man. Tim Hardaway, right. like that. That was ridiculous. And then MJ hey, was on, on that
1: team, right?
0: Yeah, and Sean Kemp. I think I don't know if Peyton made it, but Sean Kemp was on it. It was just. Loaded and MJ was on the other side with you know a bunch of the East guys, but yeah, that 87 had uh, I think Jordan, Bird, Isaiah, and Dominique all in the starting lineup, which was pretty good. West had magic 87, I think was the best. I wrote a whole column about it probably eight years ago. I think 87 was the best all star game because they actually gave a shit in the 80s about the all star game. They played hard, you watch those tapes, and they're actually like trying.
1: Definitely in the fourth quarter, they would play hard. I remember that.
0: Well that's what we got cheated with yesterday cuz my favorite thing of the All-Star and I always say this but the last seven minutes I just like knowing who who are the five on both sides. You know. That's where who are the guys? Who who the, let's see who it is.
1: There's a, there's always some intrigue with the coaching too. You know, who who does Pop think is his best five. I'm not that interested in knowing um what who what Tyron Lue thinks is his best five. I'm not that interested in Ty, Tyron Lue's opinion. But I like to see Pop put
0: his best five out. You <laughs> weren't that interested, huh?
1: No, not, not, not. So far, it colored me a little unimpressed with Tyron Lue.
0: Pop wasn't going to do it last night because he didn't want to give the other teams confidence. So I'm pretty, I'm almost positive he didn't play this lineup. But there was a Draymond, Curry, Clay, Durant, Westbrook five that was kind of oh, sitting there. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just mer- just merging OKC and Golden State created this Uber team. Wow, wow! Uh, but he—I don't think he played it, and I think if he did play it, he would have wanted Kawhi out there with those guys, started yeah. with like four of those five. But sure, yeah. So yeah, look at this. Uh, I'm looking at a couple All Star games here. So '93, which was a which was a great one. West 135, East 132, overtime.
1: Right, overtime,
0: competitive. Starting five for the West was Malone, Barkley, Stockton, David Robinson, and Clyde Drexler with Hakeem, Hardaway, Dan Marley, Sean Kemp, etc. off the bench. That's pretty good. Pretty the, good. The East had MJ, Isaiah's last all-star, Scotty oh. and his it, peak Apex Scotty, young Shaq, Young, oh. young LJ. And then off the bench, Patrick Ewing, Price, Doherty, Wilkins, Dumar, Shrimp, and Larry Nance. That's a freaking loaded team. My
1: goodness. I'm, I'm making a face like now like I just watched a nasty dunk.
0: <laughs> so then uh, 87, which I think was the greatest ever, started, this was the Tom Chambers game, remember? when Magic yes. When Magic showed everybody that James Worthy was the luckiest man alive because if Tom Chambers and James Worthy had just switched places, we, we're calling Tom Chambers Big Game Cham.
1: Right. Uh Big game, James.
0: West team was Magic, Chambers, Worthy, Hakeem, Alvin Robertson, and then Kareem off the bench with a bunch of guys you've heard of. The East was Moses, Bird, Doc, Jordan, and Dominique with uh Mikhail, Isaiah, Barkley, and Parrish off the bench. Oh, my God. It's like 15 Hall of Famers in that game.
1: What was that final?
0: That was the 154-149 West one and OT, but that was the one where Orlando Blackman hit the two free throws to tie it a regulation with no time right. left on the clock right? and right, all the right. guys trying to psych him out. And then uh, I also think 84 was – 84 is another classic. East won an OT. Isaiah won the MVP. It was uh, Isaiah, Julius, Larry, Parrish, and Sidney Moncrief back when he had his knees. Off the bench, Bernard King, Andrew Toney – and Kevin McHale.
2: Oh,
1: There wasn't anything the East could have done this year to make it competitive. Every one of those classics you just railed off went to overtime. Yeah. And and that's our recollection is is of the best games. Right. That somebody wins in the, in the last possession or it went to overtime. I don't know. What, what could the East have done to have made last night more competitive?
0: Well, the problem was they lost perimeter guys because they lost yeah. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler right. would have really helped them last night because— the West was basically playing, you know, multiple perimeter dudes at the same time. It was not a, B- not a game for big Bosch right?
1: Bosch is a perfect combo guy.
0: Bosch is a perfect combo guy. Yeah. yeah. I I wonder if we'll ever see a good all-star game again. We probably won't. It hasn't been good for a few years now. It just, oh, every, just... Everything don't...
1: changes so quickly. Who knows? We, there's a trade deadline coming up.
0: Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about right now. I have a bunch of trades for you. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. You ready for me?
1: I am I mean, I, I went through, uh, you know, buyers, sellers, targets. I'm excited. Seems like something big should happen this year.
0: Yeah, should we go? I So I made up a bunch of trades, and we're going to subject the listeners to them right now. Um, I'm
1: sure they'll love it.
0: But first, I want to say hi to our friends at SoFi. It's a new kind of company that's sending shockwaves, the good kind through the financial world, SoFi decided that banks aren't going to fix banking. So they brought some Silicon Valley smarts to the table. Unlike the big banks, SoFi is designed for the 21st century. They're progressive, they're nimble, they're innovative. They don't judge their members based on a FICO score. I checked out the pronunciation that's FICO. Instead, they look at their potential and if they show promise, they will back them for life. For life! And because SoFi is not a bank, They can provide services and rates that the banks cannot. Anyway, if you're looking for a financial partner designed for the 21st century, visit SoFi.com and discover why banks are not the future of banking anymore. Terms and conditions apply. NMLS number 1121636. Again, that's SoFi.com. They're also on Twitter. It's at SoFi. All right, I got some fake trades for your house. Where do you want to start? Name a team. I'll I'll come up with the trade. You name a team. Name a team off the top of your head.
1: I'm interested. I want to start with the Miami Heat. Great. The reason I want to start there is because right now there's four teams that that legitimately have an opportunity to win the NBA title right now. Yes. And I feel like Miami could enter the discussion with with one juicy move.
0: So – they ha- and they have an X factor, right? The the White Side is going to be a free agent this summer, and I don't Big think they want to pay him. They don't want to pay him, and he's also a house of cards. Who knows with White Side? You know, he's a, we we've seen him now put up almost a full full year, a full calendar year of good basketball without any major incidents. But who knows? He's he's and and
1: he you know some incredible analytical stuff, right? he's 12th right now in wins above replacement i mean he's mm. you know he's a he's a darling of the player efficiency rating he's a, i think he's top 15
0: 23.8 um, leading the league yeah. in blocks 3.9 not that blocks yeah. totally matter I mean, but he's he could be deandre jordan
1: oh i mean he's 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 you you said it full body full years worth body of work but outlier personality got to be right situation right coach right kind of uh environment for him to mature and it's weird that miami is not that environment um but yeah if he's going to move he's got to go somewhere where they can sit on him a little bit
0: so miami has um he's cheap he's under a million but they also have luau dang's expiring contract 10.1 million they have Chris Anderson's expiring contract, five million. Then they have a bunch of like Josh McRoberts makes four or five, but a couple years left on that, a couple deals like that. How about your team, the Wizards? Oh. How about them? Um, would you trade Marcin Gortat and Jared Dudley's expiring for Luau Dang, Chris Anderson, and Hassan Whiteside? And get a Immediately. Little taste? You'd get a little taste of them for a little bit?
1: That's so thoughtful. Yeah, what a nice idea. Thank you. I would do that in half a heartbeat. I would do that so fast it would be it would be like you know watch me eat this uh, this this delicious chicken taco. Oh, it's gone already. That's yeah. how fast I would do that deal.
0: So if you're Miami, would you do that deal? Now you're, I got Gortat locked in at 11 million a year. He seems like the kind of guy who should live in Miami because he's Marcin Gortat. He is. He's hanging he out is. with a bunch of Eastern European guys. They get he Dudley is. as an expiring Dudley and. Luol Dang is almost a wash, except that yeah, is cheaper. It, 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 and and then they know from a cost standpoint that they're not going to have to pay Whiteside $25 million next year.
1: The thing that um, might disincentivize Miami from it, Gortot is best in a pick-and-roll. And if Miami keeps Dragic as the, their point guard, um, I don't know great. how—
0: but Dragic is their point guard in, in the high screen's great. The problem is it if you're just throwing it to Dwayne Wade and everybody stands there, that's not good for him.
1: Yeah, so I I I haven't seen the last um pick and roll that Dragic was great with was um uh my mate Channing Fry. Oh, yeah. who, who was a who was a step back three-point shooter. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the pick and roll. It wasn't a guy who who banged down the lane hard. That's Gort- Gortat's be- uh, best attribute, is catching the ball, rolling to the basket, and finishing with a with a flush or, or a layup or getting fouled.
0: Well, I have one more. I have one more uh, trade for for Brook Lopez. I'm sorry for uh, Miami with Whiteside. Okay. So, um, I can't find it. Oh, it's basically the same trade, but it just has Brook Lopez in it. It's Whiteside with Luau Dang, with Chris Anderson, and to Brooklyn, and Miami turns that into Brook Lopez. And now they so get that- guaranteed Brook Lopez, but he is more expensive. He's like 18, 19 million a year. And if you're, if you're Brooklyn, Brooklyn's in a weird spot, and that's why I can't figure out what to do with them with this trade deadline, because they have no first round pick the next three years. So actually, they're incentivized to, I think, take risks on guys to add to their collection, maybe take flyers on guys, things like that. And if I were them, I, I would actually want to get Whiteside under my under my hold and 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 see what's going on. I don't know. Would you want to sell high on Lopez because he's played? He's on pace to play 82 games. Do you trust his body?
1: They, they well, Brooklyn has to figure out a way to get young. I mean they there's they're so stuck with um you know this this roster. They have to figure out a way to get good quality young players and the only way to do it is through trades and, and free agency. I would do that in a heartbeat if I was Brooklyn and it feels like I hate to acknowledge this, it's a more fair trade for Miami than the Washington one you proposed. I mean Brooke Lopez with, with those guys, that makes that's an interesting Sort of uh, a group making a playoff run
0: if, so, if, and then th-
1: Brook Lopez can stay healthy
0: I have a three teamer right. that actually involves the Rockets and would get Miami right now is 5.6 million over the tax line according to the ESPN trade machine the Rockets are 3.5 million over the trade deadline or tax line so in this trade Miami gets Lopez Houston gets Luau dang. And Donald Sloan is a throw in, he's cheap. Sure. Brooklyn gets Ty Lawson, Chris Anderson's expiring, Sam Decker, uh, Montrezell Harrell, however you say his name, and uh-huh. uh and Whiteside. So they they show out they're basically the same, they stay under the tax. Uh, Miami would would get rid of uh Miami would get almost pretty close to getting under the tax, or it would, it would help them a little bit. And then Houston, it would help them a lot to get under. It's um, just the
1: tax, though. For the only inducement for Houston is the money, because yeah, getting back dang doesn't help their basketball team.
0: No, but it gets them under the tax so that they're not a repeater. But that's and they like get rid a, of Ty Lawson it, too. You're basically
1: isn't that a isn't that conceding this season effectively though? If that's
0: well, that's, that's we got to talk about that. So. They're basically, trade they in this trade they would trade Ty Lawson and Sam Decker and Harrell, and they'd get Dang back and they would get under the tax. Miami would get Lopez with all the same pieces we just talked about. And if you're the Nets, you're turning Lopez into five guys, you get a flyer on Ty Lawson, the Anderson expiring, and then you get Decker and Harrell, two young guys, and you get Whiteside. Interesting.
1: So Houston right now is the 9C. They're in the 9 hole at 27 and 28.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could make a real case for Houston to just blow this baby up because I don't think they would trade Harden. That would go against having known Daryl for 10 years. Yeah. He's a big fan of just grabbing the best possible guys. Like everything, His whole blueprint is constructed toward trying to get top 10 guys, and he has one. I don't know why you would trade him. I do right. think they'll trade Dwight, though. I think that's going to oh, happen.
1: There is no other player on the team that you would say, "Oh, he's on." You, you can't trade him. Harden's the only one that that you would make that statement about. He doesn't help Houston to make the playoffs. They're not going to make. They're not going to reach the five seed. So well, wait a second. You should, w-
0: but if Houston keeps their pick, if it's in the lottery, if they're in the playoffs, yeah. they lose it. So if they're the eight seed, they lose the sixteenth or seventeenth pick in the draft, and they get killed by the Warriors. Although. <laughs> After if they kept their team together, watching them play the Warriors, it's it's it, not a terrible matchup for them. I still think they'd get killed, but at least you could be like, oh, "Well, we played them well in the season," and he, and you talk yourself into it a little.
1: What it you you you, you take some um, positive momentum out of getting out of losing in the first round?
0: No, I think they should oh, trade okay. Dwight Howard right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with the idea of of keeping. The pick at this stage, you know, uh, go ahead and 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 commit to the to the redirection that you have to to, to pursue here, and and do it with the most assets possible. They they are, they're not helped one bit by losing in the first round. They're not going to beat Golden State. They're not going to beat San Antonio. And they're not going to beat Oklahoma City, and they're not going to win enough games between now and the end of the season to jump all the way up to the five seed. So. They should be sellers at this trade deadline.
0: Well, they could also, there's some Ewing theory potential that they could try to go after. And that's With, this next trade. This is my this is one of my favorite trades. I would just call this trade into the commissioner right now. It's that good. <laughs> um it, it involves Brooklyn, Houston, and Portland. Portland gets Dwight Howard. Houston gets Joe Johnson and Mason Plumley. That's it. I don't hate it. Brooklyn Brooklyn gets Ty Lawson and Tim Frazier from Portland who has to be thrown in for salary cap. So so Brooklyn saves 13 almost no, 12 million dollars. Right? Yeah. Uh, for, which prorated for the rest of the year. It's really like five or six. And they get a flyer on Ty Lawson. Let's check him out. Because they were going to buy out Joe Johnson anyway. So instead of buying him out, just go cut $10 million off your cap. You don't have to buy him out. Houston would save $10 million... No. No,
1: because Joe Johnson's got the biggest contract in
0: basketball. He's 25, 26. Uh, they'd save about $8 million, But that gets them... Well under the tax, and you could make a case like putting Plumlee in there, playing twenty minutes a game with Capella and Monty Eunice, and just getting Dwight and Lawson off the team from a chemistry standpoint. They might actually bet be better from a karma, from so how, a karma how, slash chemistry thing, right?
1: How do you sell it to Portland?
0: So Portland's twenty million under the cap. Um, they're going nowhere. They have no reason not to spend that money. They're owned by Paul Allen. Why not take a look at Dwight Howard for 30 games? What's the downside? Just check him out.
1: Well, I, here's the downside. And you made a very compelling case about him. I feel like it, it might have been two years ago yeah. when he was waffling, uh, you know, indecision 2000 and whatever it was. Yeah. 2013. The record for centers with his. Um, particular health profile and the the, the log of games um, that he's accumulated is not good and the trend line is not supporting any kind of uh, uh, you know rejuvenation there's got I don't know what circumstance is best for him but it's not one where he's playing 32 to 35 minutes a game and you're hoping to get 16 and 12.
0: Yeah, because but you're not, not- you, you're not going anywhere. we I watched him a month ago, just destroy somebody. Who was it? What was that game where he had like thirty seven and twenty? Was against Clippers? He killed DeAndre. That's what it was. Huh? It's still lurking in there somewhere. The guy, the guy. Remember him in the round two and round three last year? He was awesome.
1: He was awesome in, in the playoffs. It's true. He Put was, him with Lillard,
0: player. Lillard and McCollum, and a couple rebounders. I I would do that if I was Portland. I think they should take a flyer on him. Why not? How else well, are they going to get a superstar? The, and he's the, not a superstar anymore. But I, the only way, the only reason I wouldn't do it is the same reason I don't want the Celtics trade to trade for him. It sucks to watch Dwight Howard. It just
1: well, sucks. Well, Portland, Port, there is an interesting angle with Portland, too. They're going to make the playoffs, it seems. And they, um, with Dwight Howard, kind of interesting. Both those two guards plus Dwight Howard, maybe they mount, you know, Something interesting against uh, Oklahoma City. And how or, or, so you're, you're getting Spurs. him?
0: You're getting him in a contract year. You're getting him in his. Remember DeAndre once, like January, February, hit last year when he turned into Will Chamberlain. You're getting Dwight like a very motivated Dwight for 30 games. Who's, and you know
1: the soccer moms would love him. They would nurture him. Oh, they would protect him. He would feel so love loved.
0: Him. I think all the people the soccer moms defended over the years. They wouldn't defend Dwight Howard
1: they would they would defend Dwight Howard. They would I like him. It. I'm talking
0: myself into yeah! it. Yeah. All right. That's fun, I would I knew like I'd it. get you. Yeah. Uh yeah, I have a couple of trades for the Nets because I I again, just take some shots at dudes. Like here's another one. Tyreek, Tyreek, who's uh out for the year but who is a, f- is under contract for next year. Eric Gordon's a free agent. Just trade trade Joe Johnson for those guys.
1: This is it. This is the expiring for Joe Johnson, right? Yeah. This year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if I'm New Orleans, after I'm in salary cap hell with Tyreek and with uh, Ah, Ashik, all these dudes, I I get out of Tyreek's contract next year. Just good luck, Tyreek. Thanks. I'm out. I'm
1: fine with that. I don't have any problem with that.
0: There's a three-team version of this that would send Lawson, Tyreek, and uh, Terrence Jones to Brooklyn. Joe Johnson, Donald Sloan to New Orleans and then Eric Gordon to Houston. That's which I kind of like too. I, I those are like three it. teams I just should just trade just to trade. Um here's one here's one uh here's one for the Knicks cuz the Knicks fans all want Brandon Jennings.
1: Oh, when when did that happen?
0: Well, nah, they they want a point guard. They they have corpses as point guards. Detroit and the Knicks. Brandon Jennings and Jody Meeks, who is under contract next year for like six point two million, for Jose Calderon and Kevin Seraphin, and that's it. That's the trade. It would save it would save the Pistons like four million. Um, they'd get rid of Meeks next year. They'd have to take back Calderon, who's like a million more. Maybe somebody throws in a second round pick. I just want to get Jennings to the Knicks. That's the only way I could figure out how to do it. Pretty boring.
1: Yeah, why, why Jennings? There's a bunch of free agent uh, um, point guards that are kind of in the mix. Why, why is Jennings preferable to Teague, for instance?
0: Because they can't get Teague. There's no way okay. to get him. Okay. They don't have picks. And not, the other thing with the Knicks is, no, they don't have they don't have their first round pick, and they have no incentive to stink. So they why do not?
1: Have, that's right. They they don't have any incentive to stink. The Knicks, to me, um, I, it feels like they're not going to have better leverage uh, for, for Melo. Melo's trade value is at an all-time high. It will not be higher than this moment. I understand the idea of just playing out this season and trying to win as many games as possible yeah. since you don't have, have your pick. Um, and you, you continue to groom uh, Porzingis. The risk to me is 31-year-old Melo with um, two, two knee surgeries, you know something stupid happening over these 30 remaining games that really impairs his trade value going into the offseason.
0: Here's the That's problem, the though.
1: That I wouldn't I wouldn't want to take on if I'm them. Go ahead.
0: He has no trade class.
1: I sure, sure. I don't so you're think not, he. I don't think he wants send to him leave to Milwaukee, and you can't send him to um, probably even even Boston. But you could send him to Houston, you could send him to Miami, you could send him to Cleveland, you could send him to the Clippers.
0: I know, but Those I don't are... I, I actually don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants to stay with the Knicks. I think he's happy there. That's that's You don't think
1: he wants to go play in the playoffs with other great players?
0: I don't think he cares. I think he I think he likes being in the Knicks. I think he feels like he doesn't want to sell them out. I think he wants to retire there and, and go to Knicks games after he's retired and be the guy who was on the Knicks for fifteen years and didn't want to leave
1: and didn't accomplish a single noteworthy thing maybe, other than a playoff loss in the second round two years ago. Maybe
0: he believes in the Lativian gangbanger and whatever free agent's out there this summer.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, mean, I don't think he wants to leave, because if he wants to leave, there's the trade that was rumored, but that trade's sitting there with Love love going to Boston and Carmelo going to Cleveland and and the Knicks getting the, a whole bunch of draft picks. That trade's sitting there.
1: Well, there's two other trades. Him to, to the Clippers makes plenty of sense and him to Miami makes plenty of sense and there's plenty of assets at both of those places to get those deals done too I don't know
0: if I don't know if Blake has the kind of uh the the kind of trade value that people seem to think he does
1: He's at least as 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 valuable as Mello
0: They called Denver They offered him to Denver Who did The Clippers
1: Hold on a second breaking news NBA yeah. insider Simmons says, "What's the what? Why do they call?" They Denver? did.
0: I mean, it's kind of out there. It's not. It's not because Denver. You know, Denver has the pieces for a three. I think they wanted Jokic in the trade too, which wasn't Ooh, happening. But they. I like Jokic. There's a Gallinari Farid Barton trade for Blake that would all of a sudden make the Clippers legitimately scary. It wow, would make them. Better. I love
1: that trade. Yeah. What What has to happen to make that trade? I,
0: I think that I think the Nuggets just have to say yes. Come on, Nuggets. That's a good trade. But the Clippers want a jokage in the trade too, and that's not happening. But that's an overreach. I think they I think they called Denver and tried to see if Denver would make a godfather offer But if you're if you're trading for Blake, he's twenty seven years old. He missed his entire rookie season with a knee injury. He's been kind of banged up. Now he has a a really effed up shooting hand that everybody is oh yeah, he'll be back six to eight weeks. He, he legitimately broke his shooting hand and, and has had two surgeries on it now. And I we have no idea if he's going to be back in time for the playoffs. And what happens if he comes back during round one and has to serve a four-game suspension? How does that work? I, I actually think if they want to win the title this year, I don't know if they can win it with him on the team.
1: Oh, I, I like them trading him in this, in this period. I like them trading him this week. I think it gives them the best chance. To um, achieve the destiny that they set out for themselves, assuming they get the good, you know, the right pieces back. So Denver's probably already said no because Will Barton.
0: Is, I love all, Will you
1: know, all, all of a sudden, it'll be funny to see your trade value. I um, know, we got to work on out. that.
0: Yeah. Gallinari, Fareed, and Will Barton. Oh, that, uh, the Quips would have to throw in Lance's expiring in that trade.
1: I, I think they can manage. They can pull that together.
0: Yeah, well, it's a question of whether Denver would want it. But uh that's one home for Gallo. They the other one for Gallo, which I think is interesting. I keep saying the word interesting. I'm sorry. Uh Boston, Cleveland, and Denver. Who? This is Gallo? The, this is the trade.
1: Oh, this is a three-teamer. Okay.
0: Gallo goes to Cleveland with the JJ Hicks in expiring, which has to be in there. Yeah. Um Kevin Love goes to the Celtics. Denver Denver gets uh the two first round picks, 19 and 23. Which the the Celtics right now they have three first round picks. They have their own pick, they have Dallas's pick and then they have this Brooklyn pick. Cleveland gets Gallo and they get the Brooklyn pick for Kevin Love. That's a wow. lot. That's a lot.
1: I, so the, fact, the, the Brooklyn pick helps pick up, you know, I as I was listening, I was like, I'm not sure Cleveland is getting enough because Gallo is always that an injury risk. I yeah, love yeah. Gallo on Cleveland. Yeah. But that Brooklyn pick just changes things.
0: That's a shit. Wow. And then, then if you're the Celts, thing. if you're the Celts, oh, Denver would have to get uh, David Lee, too, to make all the contracts work. But if you're the Celts. You have a million picks. The Celtics right now, if, they, if the draft order held, they this is a, these are all the picks they'd have this year. Third, 19, 23, 31, 35, 49, 51, and 57. That's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So if you're the Souths, oh, yeah, fine. Here's three, 19, and 23 in the league expiring, and we got Kevin Love. I can make a run with that team now.
1: Yeah, well we we've been saying for a long time now. When we talk about the thing that the Celtics need, what we talk about right. is a guy that can touch the ball in the last four minutes and, you know, feel comfortable taking a shot, facing up or or maybe in a little back to the basket. There's room for Kevin Love down there.
0: And if I did that trade, if I was the Cavs, I would then follow that up by by using my uh my trade exception and uh and 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 stealing Kyle Korver for nothing, trying to rejuvenate him. Why would Atlanta agree to that? Because Atlanta's going to trade Al Horford. So it, And Jeff Teague.
1: It's a weird moment for Atlanta, then. So you're saying Atlanta's conceding right now. They are the four seed.
0: No, I, I don't know if they do. Here's the thing. If I'm the Celts, I would actually rather go after Al Horford, because I think you can get Al Horford without giving up the Brooklyn pick. Cause All right. A free let me agent. hear how
1: that how that gets done.
0: That's easy. That's the Lee the Lee expiring the Lee expiring Kelly Olynyk, and you gave him nineteen twenty three and thirty one.
1: The thing that Atlanta needs more than anything on the planet is rebounding, though.
0: Okay, that's uh, the uh, thing
1: that, that impairs them you more want th- than anything else.
0: You you want Solinger instead of Kelly Olynyk?
1: Oh, I'm making a bad face right now.
0: Yeah, hey, dude, I'm right to think that the Celtics cannot give up the Brooklyn pick for th- two and a half months. To Al Horford, without knowing he'd resign, right?
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, I. I, That's I don't crazy. think it's got to be somebody like Kevin Love for the, for that that three the, the the pick the Brooklyn pick to be in the mix. I gotta It's got to be Blake or or Kevin Love. It's got to be that caliber.
0: I don't know if I trade for Blake. I'm worried about Blake. I'm Come worried. on. I, I'm worried, even though I thought he was the third best player in the league in the playoffs last year, I'm worried about him physically. I, I think these injuries are starting to add up. And supposedly, he's got really bad tendonitis, too. Um, there There's a monster trade. This is stupid, but I, I came up with a four-teamer that would solve everyone's problems. Okay. Uh, Utah gets Teague and Kyle Korver. The dramatic return of Kyle Korver to Utah.
1: I like it. I like. I like the start to it's this. Get, Go good ahead. one, right? Yeah.
0: The Celtics get Al Horford. Okay. The Clippers get Paul Millsap, Tiago Splitter, Thabo Cephalosha, and Trey Burke.
1: <laughs> Who the hell's playing on Atlanta?
0: Atlanta gets uh, the Brooklyn pick. They get Blake Griffin. Okay. They get the David Lee, Lance Stevenson expirings. They get Alec Burks, they get Kelly O'Linnick, and they get Wes Johnson and Cole Aldridge. And probably like more it, it probably like something
1: <laughs> I mean it's ridiculous. I love it.
0: Thank you. It's, so, it's, re- it's absolutely you. preposterous. <laughs> uh I yeah, I I don't remember. Well
1: So the starting five for Atlanta is Schroeder. Blake Griffin,
0: but let's narrow Wesley let's Johnson. narrow that down though. Yeah, because the the teague for Alec Burks and Trey Burke trade is sitting there for both teams, and I I actually like that trade for both teams. But fundamentally, is there a Blake Griffin Paul Millsap possibility for you?
1: It, it He's the one sense. name
0: not mentioned. Paul Millsap's thirty one, but that guy's a pro man. He and he would be really good with Chris Paul.
1: Oh, and then Atlanta fought to resign him, and they resigned him to a pretty reasonable contract. Right. So they chose him over Carroll. Essentially, they let Carroll go and re-signed Millsap.
0: If if the Hawks, basically Millsap and Cephalosia. And Blake and that, those are the principles of something that kind of works for me. I'm not against it because I, I do think there's some emergency with the Clippers, and I do think that Blake is, a legitimate trade candidate because not just because of, he keeps having the, these injuries but also like i i think that thing that happened was a really serious thing with their team everybody liked that guy he repeatedly punched the guy in the face
1: well and they, and the, uh, against all odds and reason they keep winning they're 18 and 5 now in I games know. without blake griffin how is that possible 17 17 and 13 with 18 and 5 without
0: And there's a version of whatever happened in that fight where that's why the fight happened because the guy was really teasing him about how they were better off without him, and it started to get personal. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Can I just? I'm throwing this out there because I don't know what Phoenix is going to do. Nobody knows. Phoenix doesn't know, right? But I think they know one thing: is that they want to stink. They want. They want to get a really high draft pick.
1: I mean, mission accomplished.
0: Yeah. Well. They they need to get Marquise Morris off their team because he's actually going to start playing hard now that Hornacek isn't there. So I did think I one trade. I don't know if this will work. Markeef Morris to Detroit gets reunited with his brother. I like it. Phoenix gets David Lee's expiring, and like the the and Boston's pick, uh, the Celtics get the Jody Meeks expiring or no not expiring. He's he's uh next year's contract too. So it's like a $6 million tax for what you yeah. what else you're getting. Yeah. Toledovich. Have you seen Toledovich? I like Toledovich.
1: I I remember him doing things last season. Has he been doing things this
0: season? He's having a really good season secretly. I mean, he's a sieve defensively, but he's uh like a 40% three-point shooter. He's big, he's physical.
1: Right. I I I don't I, know. I, I like know. that guy. I I liked his stroke. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you. Uh, (laughs)
1: Oh, okay.
0: No, I have a couple more trades, though. If you're the Celtics, would you trade David Lee and the Brooklyn pick to Milwaukee for O.J. Mayo and Jabari Parker?
1: I feel like Milwaukee might say no to that.
0: Milwaukee could get the Brooklyn pick, which would be... One, two, three, or four, basically. And their own pick, which would be seven, eight, nine.
1: 8, why, why sacrifice the unknown of that um, Brooklyn pick for the known quantity with Jabari?
0: Because I'm not sure you can play Giannis and Jabari. And Middleton? And Middleton at the same time.
1: If, if uh, I don't think they're, they're they're or maybe they can trade him by now. The 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 guy on uh, Milwaukee that has proven to be the big bust is obviously Monroe. Unless, mean,
0: unless he's just destroying the Celtics single-handedly.
1: Well, because he's coming off the bench. Because they said, uh, "Hey, dude, um, we need you. We kind of could use you playing hard every night, not every other night." So here's what we're going to do. You're not going to be a starter tonight. You're going to come off the bench. Say,
0: like, oh? House, what kind of shape are you in right now? I would say I'm in pretty decent shape, to be honest with you. Oh, good. Do you know about Slender Tone?
1: I, I do not know about Slender Tone. I mean, I'm interested in hearing about it.
0: Well, I know you're like me. You hate going to the gym and you hate doing sit-ups. Is that, I is hate that a... both of those things. Yeah. It's true. So why not get some help with your ab workouts? Use Slender Tone Connect Abs. To actively tone and tighten your abs They have an abdominal toning belt What do I have to do? You just get it Put abdom- the belt on? Yeah, you put it on It's got these little gel caps it, It's you, you. As you're doing it, you're like Wait a second, is this going to work? And then you strap it around And all of a sudden What happens is uh, It's controlled by a smart app The smart app creates a personal training plan Tracks workouts Sends customized tips to keep you motivated I know you need motivation
1: well, what do what's that mean, track workouts? I'm not going to the gym.
0: I know. You're putting this belt on. It has EMS technology. It sends deep pulses that engage your stomach muscles. And causes I like deep them pulses. They cause them to flex and contract, just like in regular exercise. So here, here's what I love about this. You can watch television as you're doing it.
2: You, can just sit. Is, yeah. you I mean
0: just, I can
1: exercise and watch TV?
0: You can stand up in front of your TV for 25 minutes as this belt uh, – Engorges your abs and gets them going.
1: Did you uh, just use the word engorge? I did. Uh, You're you, talking about deep pulses and engorging.
0: I know. I love Slender Tone. Uh, you can join the 100% of users that reported firmer, more toned abs with real results in six weeks. There's even a money back guarantee. Go to slendertone.com today. 20% off if you use the offer code BS at checkout. Um, I wish I had known about that before I bought Slender Tone uh, in mid January. I, price. I, I
1: I like everything I'm hearing about Thundertone. The uh, single most difficult aspect of my physique, as I'm trying to get ready for for beach season, my trip, yeah. my annual trip, spring break down to lovely Jamaica. I got to get that that, that mid belly fat under control. I, I mean, figured. I'm in decent shape, but it's that it's that belly fat that's such a challenge.
0: Um, a couple more cr- trades quickly, and then we'll go. I'm worried that Masai is going to steal Thad Young from Brooklyn.
1: Oh, I love it! I love where you're going with this one. Let me hear it.
0: It's easy. It's Patrick Patterson. It's that Dion Wright, that young point guard they have, and then they either throw in they have the Knicks pick, which you know is outside chance of winning the lottery with it, but you're probably in the ten to fifteen range, or you, or take Bruno. Still valuable. Or take Bruno. But I will just tell you, as somebody who's watched way too many Nets games this year, Thad Young has single-handedly ruined my chance at the number one pick.
1: Because he's good.
0: Yeah, he's kept Brooklyn in in like five or six of these games just doing Thad Young's thing. And it's weird because he's not the type of guy that makes sense in the way the current NBA has played. Like He's not a three-point shooter. He's, I think he's a four. I don't even really totally know what position he is, but... He just does stuff. And you throw him in that Toronto team with the type of team they have, and I think he'd be really good in that team.
1: I agree. I like this quite a bit. I'm I'm really um, bullish on this Toronto team. I loved how they repped this weekend. I'm yeah. really high on the T-dot. I'm really sad we couldn't figure out a way to get up there this weekend, although it was, it was freezing yeah, cold.
0: Yeah, I'm not as sad as you.
1: <laughs> well, it's cold here, so for me, it would have been going from cold to cold. It wouldn't have made that big a difference. But
0: all right, um, here, here's my last trade. I think it's my favorite trade of all the trades. Okay, Jabari Parker for D'Angelo Russell, straight up.
1: Huh.
0: I like it. Thank
1: I, you. I'm I'm trying to come up with a reason yeah, to not like. Yeah, you it. can't.
0: You won't be able to. It's a great trade. Because And we should all root for it, because the moment D'Angelo Russell gets traded, he's going to unleash holy hell on on Byron Scott. It's going to be awesome. He's going to ruin him. He's going to say terrible things about him.
1: The Lakers, that means they have Randall, Parker, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Jabari. That's what I said. Parker, I
0: said. Oh, yeah. Jabari, uh, Jabari, Julius Randall, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, and this
1: pick that's coming up, this this lottery
0: top three pick that they might screw up and and have to give to uh, Philly. Yeah, it's a good one, Larry Nance Jr. Larry a lot Nance of cap space. Yeah, a lot of Kevin Durant rumors about how he has uh, a Hollywood house in the summers. Might just come here and wait for Westbrook to join him a year later, which I've yet to hear anybody really refute. Who knows?
1: Well, we, it's still the case. I, I I know that Durant, somebody put to him, are you just going to resign and wait? You know, put yourself on the same cycle. And he's like, oh, I did not really thought about that. I haven't really thought about any of these things. No, that's I. I
0: he's totally thought I, about it.
1: He's totally thought about it, and, uh, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to put himself on the same cycle as Ibaka and Westbrook. So I think it's kind of silly to talk about where he might go this off season because he ain't going anywhere this off season.
0: Or just Especially go. Especially
1: with the, the tear that they're on.
0: Or he could just go to the Lakers
1: being That's the nicest thing you've probably said to the Lakers, the Lakers fans, the, the hope that you're offering them in, in 10 years.
0: Here's a scenario that should scare Oklahoma City fans. If the Lakers win the lottery. That makes it a lot more likely that Kevin Durant's going to go to the Lakers.
1: They get Ben Simmons. So you have Simmons, Parker.
0: Oh, you're, I like how you added Parker to the team. <laughs> Even forget the Parker. Just keep keep Russell there.
1: But and get a real coach.
0: But they could also, if they won the lottery and won Ben Simmons and Durant said I'll come, they could also trade that number one pick for something out of the Wiggins love trade. That could happen. Interesting. Yeah, that could happen. Interesting. All right, uh, we have to go because my daughter wants to talk about the Adele concert, and she's actually here today because she got another day off from school because her school looks for any reason to give everyone a day off.
1: Yeah, the same is true here. And it's gonna the snow that's coming down here, kids see down here are gonna have tomorrow off too.
0: But before we go, uh give us two minutes on Super Bowl fifty. I know chicken parm really tasted good one last time for you.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna I don't think I want to sing, I put it out, but um I would just like to give us a little pat on the back. We got two two things right these playoffs. We were very, very correct about the Patriots and the Chiefs, and we were very correct about this Denver Carolina matchup. We hit all the right notes. We said, you know, it could go one of two ways. Um, Either Carolina comes in and blows blows out Denver, or that Denver defense is up to the challenge. They're a disruptive force. They are uh, of a caliber um, of of, uh, talent and speed, the likes of which Carolina has not seen all season long. And we went through quite um, deliberately the defense's that uh, Carolina had faced. I think we reached the right conclusion. I think you gave out Denver and the under. Big fat winner. The only thing that I regret not having given out is the money line, the Denver money line. I mean, that could have been incredible. We
0: talked Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I thought we broke it down really nice, and we said it was going to be... Um, we, we put our eggs in the... It's going to... Denver's defense is going to keep it close. Manning's not going to have to do a lot. Um, Carolina was a great home team who knows about them in any other situation nobody believes in us it had a lot of factors that i liked and
1: the other thing that i I thought financially yeah underrated you made this observation about the lack of talent at the skill positions and very early in the game jericho country's out there dropping balls that hit him right in the hands,
0: yeah potential touchdown because i watched what they did to my team and I had never seen a defense do anything like that to my team. I thought I had good skill position guys, except for the running backs. But I had uh, I had a healthy Edelman, I had a healthy Amendola, and I had a healthy Gronk. And the guys really couldn't get open for most of that game. And those guys are all better than anyone Carolina had. So I, at so the same on time, the back.
1: we didn't make any money off of
0: it. At the same time, we neither of us could have predicted Cam had had. I saw Wilbon this week, and he said this, and I thought it was really smart. It was very LeBron 2011 finals-ish.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: It was a good, not good call by Wilbon. Moment. Just the moment kind of got him.
1: The moment got him.
0: Just he wasn't himself. It went from the pregame warm-ups when they were showing him rolling his eyes and said all that stuff, I think he'll learn from it. I, I'm a Cam Newton believer. I think he's great. Uh, but that game, I don't know. It just they got into his head.
1: Well, that is the, the one thing you're worried about if you're a Carolina fan, Cam under duress. What what game or games can you point to where where important things are on the line that Cam under duress has come through? Now, they did mount a couple comebacks they had a in couple, the regular season. Yeah, in
0: the regular season they did.
1: But, you know, we're, this, is, this is the playoffs, and this was Cam under duress in the playoffs, and he wasn't up to it. And uh, Seattle last year beat carolina right um yeah they had a better team they they had a better team and that wasn't really anything you would pin on cam the one curious thing i felt like um game plan wise that i did not like out of carolina and did not like out of riverboat ron why didn't we see cam with the ball rushing a little bit more i don't know especially
0: with the way they were attacking the outside it seemed like it was, it was just perfect for QB draws. Spread them out. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think exactly. there's a, there's a lot they probably would have done differently if they had to do that game over again. I'm guessing. Yeah, wasn't great. Uh, do you want to sing Chicken Parm one last time or no?
1: <laughs> I, I well, this is this is to to. Uh to honor Peyton on his way out um he's going to be facing uh, sexual assault allegation charges soon enough Possibly. he's got issues going on with the shipments of illegal substances to his his household payton just just fade away chicken parm you taste
0: so good you were on denver you picked them a bunch of times the, uh, I enjoyed picking them. Yeah, you, you you sniffed it out early. That team was pulling wins out of their butt and they had a really good defense and you and you were on it. So congratulations to you, buddy. Congratulations uh, to you too. So we might we might run this back on Friday, at least in a shorter in a shorter form if uh if there's crazy trades.
1: There should be trades and it'll be Friday and we could do a little rolling.
0: So last thing, if you're Atlanta and you could trade Horford to Boston <laughs> You trade Horf- you just
1: can't give it up. You just love it. Go ahead.
0: You trade Horford to Boston and I'm giving you back Olinic nineteen, twenty three, and thirty one. I trade Teague to Utah and I get back Alec Burks and and uh and Trey Burke and I go to the Quips and I somehow get Millsap and Cephalosha and maybe I throw in 19 and 23 from the Celts, and I try to get Blake. They, there is a way for them to blow up their team. I I personally, if I were them, I would keep everyone and I would just trade Teague for, for the Utah package if that's Yeah, and maybe developed. Corver.
1: Maybe you, maybe Corver to try and get something back. Cause you're, you're I don't know if Landon you get anything back for him. Something?
0: He's been pick, terrible this year.
1: The money? I know. Yeah. That's the difference between 60 wins last year and. The uh, you know mid forties they're going to end up in this year.
0: If I was Atlanta, I would keep Horford, and then I would try to sign Joakim Noah this summer and reunite them because they're. Oh, buddies. I like that very yeah. much. I don't. I, I you want know, them to play together.
1: I'm worried about how many miles <laughs> Joe Noah has left,
0: but that'd be cool. Or you could re- reunite them in Boston. My team is good, though. My team is Your- competitive, and my team needs one more, um, one more piece. And it, it I, can either be a really good swing guy who can play 20 minutes a game and shoot some threes, or it could just be a better version of some of the big guys to have.
1: I like the resiliency of your team. Some, tough, Some tough man. losses that, that could, um, you know, they bounce back and then they, they make a, a shot at the end to beat Cleveland. I like that.
0: My team has an, a fantastic coach, and my team has three guards that, for whatever reason, play really well together. And I think they're an interesting playoff team because um, – they're just so competitive, and they need, you need one, one more, more piece. player. Need you one more get player somebody that,
1: that can score. In the they're going to get them.
0: I, I mean, the, the good thing if you're trading with Boston is they're going to overpay because they have so many assets. It actually makes sense for them to overpay a little bit to try to get one more major piece. So that's why I think they're going to do something. I just hope and pray that it's not Dwight Howard. I'm just going to warn the Celtics <laughs> and everyone out there right now. Um, I grew up in Brookline. I was born I was born in Newton. I lived in Marlborough for four years. I lived in Brookline for the next ten. My parents got divorced. I moved to Connecticut for five years, moved back for college, spent ten years in after or eleven years in uh in Boston and the area after. Um I feel like I have as good of a handle on the Boston sports scene as anyone and what athletes will and won't work there, Dwight would be an out and out disaster. They would hate Dwight Howard almost immediately
1: danny knows that
0: i think right? he knows that he's
1: danny knows that he's
0: just about the perfect storm of 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 things that boston fans do not like they will not like watching him miss free throws they will they will just hate that um they won't like his wishy-washiness they want they won't like that he doesn't show up in some games they won't like the is he hair it? it's just a just don't do it just stay away
1: yeah, the, the unnerving thing is as you're going through all of this i just get this thinking, feeling that's growing and growing is going to end up here.
0: Uh, oh, in Washington. It's
1: Just, just. make so yeah. <laughs> It just, it just it makes me... The Gortet
0: Nene for Dwayne has been sitting there for a while.
1: I know. You put it out there. It hurts my feelings. I don't right. like
0: it. Enjoy the snow. Uncle Tony says yeah. hi, by the way. I saw him a couple times last week. He says hello. Who? Uncle Tony.
1: Oh, yeah. Tony K. Love yeah. that guy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so trade deadline, 3 o'clock Thursday. Maybe we'll have some stuff to talk about Friday. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.
0: All right, if you heard the uh, BS podcast a couple times this year, I had my son on to talk about wrestling. Caused a little tension in the Simmons house. My daughter, Um, is it fair to say you took it slightly personally? You weren't invited on the podcast?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Okay, so that's my daughter, and she went uh, to see Adele. At the Wiltern on Friday night. You love Adele.
2: Yes, very much.
0: So you go to the Wiltern, which is this place in L.A.
2: Yeah.
0: That has, I think, less than 2,000 seats. It's not. Usually it's not Adele big. plays in arenas. And she did this special concert for her fans.
2: There weren't any seats.
0: Right. Everybody just kind of stands. There's yeah. seats in the second part of it. but, um, And Adele sang. How was she?
2: She's just amazing. Like, first of all, when um, when she has James announcing and just, like, starting off the whole thing, you know it's going to be good. You know the show is going to be amazing. Right. Because Adele and James together is like candy and soda. It's always good. I don't know who James is. James Corden? You don't oh, know James who James Corden is? James Corden was there? I
0: didn't know that. <laughs> oh, your favorite, the carpool karaoke. Yeah. All right. So... Then Adele sang her So, What was the best song?
2: Um, Definitely when we were young, because the whole crowd was totally into it. Yeah. And, well, also, Hello at the end, she let the whole crowd sing it instead of her.
0: She sang Hello at the beginning, and then at the end, she let the crowd sing Hello again.
2: Yeah, but she recorded it, and she was like, she was just taking people's phones from their hands and taking selfies. It was just amazing. Like, she's... She's so amazing. She doesn't need any props at all to make her. Cause you know, other singers aren't so talented right. and they need to,
0: her prop is her voice.
2: Her prop is her voice and the three background singers, but she doesn't need anything else to make the crowd totally into it. And totally like everybody just was totally into it and loving her because did she's you, amazing.
0: Did you annoy everyone in your, you, you've said amazing like seven times. Is, <laughs> this was this concert. Amazing. Um, did you annoy everyone in your section by singing at the top of your lungs?
2: No, there was a bunch of people next to us, and I was singing like I started singing so high that yeah. everybody was just staring at me for a little <laughs> while. Uh, the best moment for me personally was when she was she was just talking in her little British accent, and then I started screaming, "I love you, Adele." And you was, you had
0: it during a, a dead spot. Yeah. Okay.
2: And she was she was totally stunned. She was like holding her heart. And she said, "Oh, I love you too. You're so cute." And I, like, I so she was
0: talking to you.
2: Yeah, she was talking to me. They put the spotlight on me too. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you you basically sort of kind of interacted with Adele.
2: Yeah, that was like, I I don't. That's probably gonna be like the best moment of my life ever
0: better than the kings winning two stanley cups? All
2: right, that's All right, that's a little better, but Adele talking to you. Better than making you, the final
0: four in state cup?
2: Adele that's like talking your top four. to you is great.
0: That's pretty good. All right, so you in the last 5 weeks you saw Hamilton, you saw Billy Joel at MSG and you saw Adele. So rank those three.
2: Um huh. I thought Adele was first. Okay. Well, yeah, Adele was first because she's an amazing entertainer. Yeah, Hamilton second. Everybody should see that. So good. And, um, and then, Billy Joel, then Billy Joel. But
0: but a very very tight rankings though. Yeah,
2: really, really tight because it was just, Billy Joel is so great. So it was hard. I was debating between Adele or Billy Joel and, you know, I was just thinking about Adele.
0: So Adele's won. Wow. Adele. You've had quite a 2016. I
2: know. Those are
0: three great experiences.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And Adele talked to you. All right. That was good. So, Nick, can you stop sulking that Ben's been on the podcast twice and you were not? Yeah,
2: I'm happy now.
0: All right, good. (laughs) Can I read my my ads for the end of the pod? Yeah. Thanks to SoFi, a financial partner designed for the 21st century. They find great people to invest in and back them for life. They can also provide services and rates that the banks cannot Find out more at SoFi.com, that's sof com. terms and conditions apply, NMLS number 112-1636. Thanks to Slender Tone Connect Abs, the smart fitness device that tones and tightens your abs, creates your personal toning plan, tracks workouts, sends customized tips to keep you motivated. You'll have firmer, more toned abs within six weeks. Visit SlenderTone.com, receive 20% off using BS. At checkout. Thanks to HBO Now. You don't need cable or satellite to watch HBO anymore. Download the HBO Now app. Start your free one-month trial today. Thanks to SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor of the Bill Simmons Podcast and Channel 33. And thanks to my daughter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now now you can't be mean to me anymore. Well, Well, you'll find other reasons to be mean to me.
2: I'll find other stuff.
0: Yeah, thanks. Great. All right, we'll be back uh, later in the week with more stuff on the BS podcast. Uh, trade deadline coming up. We also have some announcements to make. Stay safe, everyone on the East Coast. Good luck with the snow. We'll talk to you soon.
2: We about this bitch. We
0: about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, we rewind this track right here. Close your eyes
2: and picture me rolling.